0: So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. Kookcast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time, and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Along with Coach Evan, we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, last week's episode triggered more emails, Instagram DMs, and whatnots than. Ever, If you didn't hear it, I said we'd be adjusting Cast to focus more on our guests and their kooky stories. Well, a lot of you reached out and, well, if you were one of those people, first of all, thanks for sharing your opinion. You all fully agreed you wanted to keep hearing episodes in the surf education department. Loud and clear, peeps. And the truth is, I didn't fully explain that we weren't going to completely eliminate those style of episodes. We just figured we'd start publishing them to the membership site and keep the public stuff lighthearted and kooky. So given the size and emotion of the response, I'm now pretty much certain the surf education slash surf lesson episodes will definitely be for members only. Some will be available to the free members, of course, and uh, there'll still be tons of good stuff mixed into the public kooky guest episodes. But basically, our goal is to deliver even more value to our members. And we've had that membership site for, uh, man, like over two years now. And a lot of people have been members since the beginning. So if that sours you or turns you away, well, we're sorry to see you go. This week's Cast is coming from Coach Ev with good friend Chris Palmer, hell yeah, from their recent group camping trip they did. Uh, A few more episodes came from that same campfire, so uh, we'll be getting to those in the coming weeks. In the meantime, if you're a CoopCast lover, but not already a member of our site, get your butt to the surfcontinuum.com and get ready to start finding more episodes over there in the coming weeks. Coach Evan and I already recorded a bunch of episodes that were originally going to be public, but uh, as I said, they're now going to be members-only episodes. So if you love CoopCast, but you can't be bothered to become a member, do you really love CoopCast? No hard feelings, just real questions. Let's go. All right,
1: what do we got? Kooky moments.
2: So I originally I thought you wanted like something more profound, but you kind of want like just funny story types.
1: Anything. I mean, we we want like full humility, full disclosure, anything you got. You know, it's not long. It's just a quickie, um, and we're just gonna start tagging people left and right.
2: What do you got, G? Or what do you got, Dave? Um cuz I was going to talk about like originally I was like oh you know maybe it's going to be a little bit more in depth I was going to talk about like not riding bigger boards until I like until recently and I've been surfing 20 or 30 years something like that yeah and it took me so long to get on a bigger board and I think it was just the stigma like oh I'm going to ride a shortboard I'm a shortboard I'm a shortboard
1: I'm a shortboarder
2: exactly and there's that's just so dumb that's just not a way to be because There's so much, I mean, you know, there's so much control, so much um, like getting through waves and technique and um, understanding like what a turn should actually be rather than like with a short board, you can just kind of force it to go where you want it to go. But like with a longer board, you have to move with it and understand what's going on with your rail and the water and that portion of the wave. And there's so much more that you learn from bigger boards that I think make people better surfers you know riding a variety of equipment oh, yeah. especially younger and I know for me like like I see like especially like you or like you know other like Dave Dave rides bigger boards too and like but then also can ride short boards really well and like Grant Tolan like yeah. he's, he's so smooth and stylish and so, so nice to watch on the shorter boards but he didn't even Ride a shorter board until his, like, 20s or, you know.
1: Strictly longboard guy. Yeah. Yeah. Contest surfer style.
2: And, and for me, that was like, that's a kook move. Like, getting hung up on what looks cool or what you think you should be doing or whatever versus just trying to be like a um a student of the sport you know and just yep. like learning
1: like whatever the surf calls for that's what you're riding exactly you know, that's, that's that's really what it's about yeah. be able to ride anything because you never know what the surf's going to be like
2: and in later years when i started getting into like you know a little bit like a little bit bigger ways where you want like a gun um having that much lumber and trying to like do deal with it in the water was completely foreign to me you know and I think I think it held me back in that aspect as well like just knowing that the turns gonna come slower and you don't have to lean you know as far and like just the mechanics of it all and like yeah I think I really stunted my growth by only sticking to shortboards you know
1: oh my gosh I, I think about that all the time like when we were growing up, it was just it was just all about shortboards, and we actually weren't really surfing, you know? Like, we weren't even hardly paddling, you know? We didn't even have that feeling of, like, gliding through the water. Yeah. So we're just always slogging through the water, always getting hung up on the drop. We laid to our feet. Laid mm-hmm. to our feet, yeah. not feeling that down the line flow. And then, like, you know, we started riding longboards. We started going to Sano and riding big boards and it was like oh my gosh why didn't we do this when we were kids it was still it was only 30 minutes down the road yeah. or we're driving right past it and we never freaking practiced riding long longboard yeah. and we, it was that's what i like about waiting is that when you step on something new it is like being a beginner again and and the beginner mentality like that's fun oh God, mm-hmm. it's like
2: Well, it's exciting, it's fresh, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, surfing is all new again, and and again, like we always talk about, like, everybody cooks it, so it kind of, it's very humbling.
2: Gianna, um, Gianna was riding my short boards for a few years, and then she just, yeah, you're stealing all my boards, all my favorite boards, and then, like, uh, what, like, six months ago, four months ago, she got a long board. And she's been all longboard all the time, and I'm watching her and the ability to control it. And then also, because with shortboarding, the wave, you're looking down the line, you're looking at sections, and the reaction with a shortboard is so much quicker that you can kind of, there's more room for, like, error, because you can correct it, whereas with a longer board, you have to prepare for... Like oh that section's going to be there, so I needed to slow down here and then line up here and then high line here so that I can hit know you know be on that section there. To yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet y'all. Good to meet you Carlos. Carlos. you, too, bud. Thanks again for that s'more. Right on. Think
1: about that all the time. Hey, good shit right out there. Thanks brother. In about 20 years I might get up with you <laughs> close <to> your level. <laughs> city. Close city. I'll just go every day. Next trip. Let's together, man. See you too. Oh
2: yeah. Hey, take it easy, man can't wait
1: to see yeah, about the, the growth next oh, yeah. year. <laughs> we'll see you around. Hey, <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah super important.
2: Yeah, riding a variety of no, equipment. Down, Jack. Variety of equipment and variety of, of waves.
0: Can you help me
1: your How to roll a doobie 101. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but as far as like funny silly stories it's there's so many and yeah and like recently i got to recently i was frothing it was firing there was nobody in the water and i was i mean there was a lot of people on the beach but there was nobody in the water and I just didn't even think about it. I had my leash on and I had my board under my arm and I'm sprinting, like sprinting down the sand, full hooked my foot on the leash, full yard sale, like didn't even get my hands in front of me. So I landed like on my chest and then my up onto my chin in the sand and the board, like, you know, I don't know where the board went and like almost scorpion, like where my legs rolled up, just full froth mode, just to face plant. And the whole, I'm sure the whole beach saw it, right? And it's its embarrassing, but...
1: I'm surprised that didn't make it on the Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just
2: really glad nobody got that on video, because I would have been... I don't know, maybe they'd have sent me a, a sweatshirt. <laughs> but
1: But... Um, yeah, there, well Don't go far, because this story just reminded me of... When you bomb the hill on the skateboard down to trestle, so don't go (laughs) coming
2: back. So yeah, so now I'm like super, like make always make sure that I hook my leash with my hand.
1: (laughs) That's why we teach it. Yeah. Control that leash. Yeah. Lasso you. Leashes are.
2: Leashes are yeah. They can. Danger. Or when you're doing the rock jump, Mm -hmm. I always tell G like. Don't put your leash on before you do the rock jump. Like, have it rolled up and in your hand. Rock jump, and That way, if, if you got to eject, you can eject. But you don't want that leash to hook around a rock. And then you go to jump and get, like...
1: Like, don't put your leash on your... Foot. On your yeah,
2: don't put your leash on your foot until you're out in the water.
1: Mm-hmm. Stay part in the channel.
2: Yeah, and likewise, coming in, if you're doing the the, the rock dance coming in, I, I take off my leash bef- before I get to the rocks. That way, like, I don't get hung up and hooked on something and then or less likely to.
1: I like that. The The only other thing is, like, you gotta be, you got to be uh, confident in holding on to your board, like, just getting yeah. out, you know? Like, sometimes you jump off the rocks, and there's, like, a double-up wave, and it's, like, it's a hard duck dive. Sometimes their board just turned sideways, and it hit, like, the wave hit the board, and it just crashed into the rock. Oh, yeah. Just suplexed them yeah. into the rock. Um, yeah. But no, that's that's a good one. How'd the board fare in that
2: in that? Uh, oh, in the change?
1: oh, when I in when the I, splat, the yeah. splat. I
2: it was fine. I was on the sand. I wasn't on the rocks, but my ego or my uh, <laughs> my confidence was shot. It was as bad as it could have been. Like it wasn't even like oh, I put my foot down. I put my hand down. I kind of caught myself. It was none of that. It was just full splat, chest, chin legs up behind my head
1: yeah anytime your your face head hits the ground then you know you, you oh, really yeah <laughs> yeah yeah okay, that's a slam yeah
2: and all it was was i was just frothing and just not thinking and just i'm gonna sprint <laughs> which gonna isn't a bad water, thing but yet.
1: grom yeah. froth it yeah. was full on yeah oh right on gee what do you got what's your story put clip that onto your little dealio and then let's Get just start it. rapping. Um, yeah, we all got cookie stories. Blake. Good
2: to see you guys. It's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Bye.
1: Good to see you. Bye. Thanks for all the food. Oh, yeah. It's so
0: good. Good to see you. See you Bye. Bye. We're going to, today. Good to see you again. No, Take, see you later. Care. Take, care. Take care. Bye now. <clears> so
2: I got one more though I want to talk about. Oh,
1: okay. Well, clip back on.
2: Because you can edit this later, right? Yeah, of okay. course. This is just well, I'll the- just talk right here. Um, so something else, because this is a totally different like vein, but it's... You don't have to lean back. Anymore. It's a totally different vein, but it's um, I think it's really important because we all like, know our P's and Q's and we try to mind our manners. But I had dropped G off at her. She was doing gymnastics, and I get like a 45-minute surf so i go to the local spot that's right there and it's really good it's like head high maybe just overhead and they're just really peeling just rippable waves and it's super fun
1: which is like a rare so rare curve. and there was and it was
2: an afternoon session so there wasn't too many people out there it was like midweek and i was like yeah i'm gonna get like some waves before i go pick her up again so i scramble out there scratch out the back and there's a peak that's working and there's a pack, but the pack is like 10 or 12 people and they're like like 20 or 30 feet inside of the peak. So I sit out the back and I'm looking at folks and I'm like, I'm gonna take this wave. You know, even though I just paddled out, I'm, you guys aren't sitting on the peak. I'm gonna take this wave. Take the wave, surf past everybody. And then I, I you know, I, I, know what, I know not to be rude. So I'm like paddling out slow, sit in the pack for a minute. And there's just waves breaking on the peak out there. All right, well, I'm going to go out there and get another one. So I paddle out the back, get another one. And then I think I got to where like I wasn't being as polite as I should have been and I was just getting away paddling out the back, getting away paddling out the back, away, out the back. and just um, lapping folks and and I think like my mindset was like one I need to, I'm just going to get my waves and get out, but then also like nobody was sitting on the peak. Like why aren't you guys on the peak? But whatever, I'm going to get my waves and about the third or fourth one a guy fully burned me from the pack like looked right at me and burned me and then as um, as he's getting to his feet like right next to me he goes not your turn bro <laughs> and then he just went and I you know so I kicked out yeah but it made me like like okay yeah like i was being greedy like and it's good like i'm glad he said something but but that was another one of those things where it was just like oh yeah you're right i'm
1: yeah even if i'm they're being greedy. not like capitalizing on the best part of the wave like i don't know you you just got to break it up a little bit maybe you know yeah go out hang in the pack or even surf the inside get a few go surf in the pack and just like slowly work yourself up to the top hopefully that shows them like where they could be taking off i
2: expected after like my first couple like oh they're gonna paddle out there and take off but
1: I bet Davy and I have gotten into a very similar situation because we're always frothing and we're always trying to like you know maximize the the wave right when also just trying I'm always trying to find my own space in the water yeah maybe it's just sitting far out so I don't have eight people sitting next to me you know or sitting on the inside Mm. I just like space yeah, like, for know, sure the ocean is, Especially when there's a lineup And there's a pack of people sitting on like the second corner But the first corner is open 80% of the time like, I'm going to go sit out there and try Yeah, you know? it might be like more of a critical takeoff It might be shallower there might be reasons why that that pack isn't sur- surfing out there. But if you are taking off and then going right through the pack, you know, yeah. and, like, keeping them off the waves, then it's like, all right. Then
2: you're go. that guy.
1: Then you're that guy.
2: And I was that guy. <laughs> that was kind of like in El Salvador, Ev, where... Uh like we could paddle a little bit deeper on the point and not really anybody wanted, or not too many people wanted that. But then every now and then you get one to connect through. Yeah. And you'd like, slalom <laughs> them through the pack and, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's how it was when I was there.
2: Yeah, like not all of them would connect, but every now and then they would connect.
1: Yeah, a lot of the ones that I would say would connect. but People didn't want anything to do with taking off at the top. Yeah. They were all taken off like on the second section.
2: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Was that at, at that point also? Same place, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tell us, uh, can you tell, us, tell me a little bit about Chris? I never met
1: Chris, so I want to know uh, some background. Yeah, I, I got some notes down after listening to him and just thinking about him. You know, he's just, he's just, you know, one of everybody's favorites for sure. He's, I, I got him down here as like Captain Consistent. He's just like, Always always happy, always just like has this really chill energy, he's always down to surf. Um he's the father of one of our favorite Groms, uh Gianna, who also told us her kooky story, so we might get to hear from her later on down the road. But um it kinda it goes right into giving you guys a little bit of background of where this recording took place is this Big Sur um, and we've been going to this camp out for like 20 years now Um, and it's all backyard board builders and so Chris is one of the the faithful, you know he's still building boards, just like in his little, tiny little backyard board studio, does it start to finish, Um, they're like pretty much all high performance short boards. He does do some bigger boards for like, uh, you know, he, he makes boards for, for friends and family, but it's pretty rare. He's super humble, dude. Um, what else? Goofy footer lives like mid coast, California. So he's like, he's he's a committed surfer. You know, it's cold, it's lonely, it's sharky. <laughs> he's putting in his time um, you know, even when the waves aren't good, he's out there spearfishing and and uh, passing it on to to his younger daughter who just entered high school so it was it was really cool to sit down with him and and just rap He's a big uh, big supporter of the Coop cast and uh, I know he was honored to to be a part of it. hell yeah Chris well
0: he gotta give a big shout out always to the guests it takes a takes it takes an extra little bit of personality and character to you know to to know you're getting mic'd up to tell your kooky story (laughs) but honestly I think it's like to your credit you know to your uh you know it's just it's it's uh it's it's a humble trait you know it's just I think it's uh you know it's a it's a positive mark I'm trying to say to be able to to be able to just get on air and and say something that's super kooky uh or, or you know that happened to you but Anyway, I really just wanted to uh, to talk about a couple of points he made before the kooky stories. I really liked what he said about the big board stuff. I honestly, I don't know if we've ever even talked about on, We've, I mean, we've definitely made comments about it, but never actually had an episode dedicated to the big board discussion. You know, big board versus little board and not necessarily longboard versus shortboard, but just kind of the concept of extra volume, you know, that like a little more mm-hmm. buoyancy. And uh, I, I know for sure, I've mentioned like growing up, I came from like a pack of kids that was just so adamantly against that. And it just it just totally resonated with me because he was talking about how like, oh yeah, uncool, never do that. And then realizing later on in life, like that totally held me back. And that's so true for me, too. And, and you even said it when you were sitting down with him, like how much would like would I be a better surfer right now if I had spent those years on boards that like more suited my level, more suited the waves I'm trying to surf here in shitty Long Island windswell, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? That makes me think of like the short boarders mentality towards long is like, oh, it's easy. Right. You got all this board. You can catch any wave you want, you right, know. Right. Oh, sure, I could, I could hop on that thing and and hang five, hang ten, no big deal. And then you get on a big board, and it's like, oh, this is a totally different story. It, it fully exposes like all your weaknesses in your in your game. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's that's the what I had on my notes is just like it's actually really hard to look stylish and put together on on so much foam you know so right. much buoyancy it's hard to just like paddle out and and get the board through these little white waters. you see people who don't have the the technique and they're just getting beat up you know <laughs> they're just getting turned around right sent sent packing and the same thing when they're trying to take off on these little waves they don't know how to fit that big board in that tiny little wave so 100
0: percent. i mean that's that really is what it comes down to right is like shortboard or getting on a longboard doesn't feel good at all it's like oh nope forget this you're not like you know just gonna say that that's too easy or you know write it off um, when in actuality there's there's some challenges about it you know just just setting up a wave you got to accommodate for the extra time and radius and being able to turn a longboard into a shortboard by where you position your weight and just there's a lot of considerations that aren't factored into shortboarding. you don't have to do that on a shortboard because it's small it just already is small and easy to whip around um but yeah i just i thought that was really cool for, of him to mention and bring up because it's a great point it's it's something that we've never actually s-
1: yeah that's that's what when when we started like teaching the surf continuum method it's like we're surfing with with a lot of beginners and they're on big boards so we're like Oh, it doesn't really make sense for us to be on short boards and be like, "Oh yeah, you do a sitting turn like this, boom, and you're done." <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or same thing with the prone turn. It's like a, a one or two swipes and you can go you know, you can spin a board like 180 degrees on a short board. Whereas when you're on a big board, it's like you do have to figure out all these techniques and how to pass it on to your students. So that was a that was like a big Part of us really dialing in our surfing fundamentals was okay get on the big board get on the soft tops and make it all look good and smooth and easy
0: right right still make it look as good as we do on a board of choice on the board they're riding and that's also on the other hand is kind of where I came from when you know realizing like beginners shouldn't be on the biggest board possible because it's not easier you know like yeah there's a balance there you know and and just going on a gigantic longboard, especially with those big wide noses that are designed to be nose ridden by actually expert you know proficient surfers um that's a whole other challenge for these people to be learning on so you know that's that's kind of where the whole idea of coming in came from finding like the right size board is so that yeah you have that buoyancy and volume to make you know less less a wave feel more exciting you know it just it just changes your view of a wave like that but not so big that you have to learn how to manage this giant board and control it when we're like come on hang on to your board and it's like oh i can't it's nine six and you know it's just like it is
1: it's really hard yeah i'm really glad you made that point because i think it's super important for like beginners to hear that it's like it's not just the biggest board you can find it's it's the right board for you right can really make a huge difference in the in the right level of uh intensity in the surf you know basically super tiny small surf and get yourself on a mid-length that's kind of more proportional to your body Mm -hmm. and then figure out how to do how to paddle it you know right. and control it not not just the other way around which is global surf education is done on these giant boards so that people get the feeling of like paddling and they also get the feeling of standing up and riding because they're on like the si- sidewalk you right. know they're on a giant piece of uh real estate
0: <laughs> oh man so how about the kids oh my gosh what game were they playing back there <laughs>
1: You know, those kitties, they're just finding their voice. They're just like (laughs) letting it rip. Well, you know, one of those I notice is like little baby Zane. And he he is just like finding his vocal cords. He's just like louder and louder and louder just over and over again. But (laughs) all the other, I mean, this is like a pack of 12 little monsters just running around, just having so much fun. So there's, there's just, there's no control in them, but it's kind of fun to hear them in the background.
0: No, totally. Yeah. Just, you totally feel it. You can see like they're in an environment where it's like, all right, kids go do whatever you want. You know, enough adults are nearby, scream, yell, run around, have fun. But uh, it just definitely brings me back to those times of being on the beach or being somewhere like in that kind of setting. And it's like, oh, this is different than at home. Like I'm allowed to really let it rip um so how's that kooky story it reminds me of dr coke one of the earliest guests we had on the show he might have actually i released it as like the second or third episode but he might have been the first one i recorded and his kooky story was running with his brand new surfboard and his leash on and splatting just like chris uh said in this episode that's pretty funny
1: yeah, that's who exactly who I was thinking about. Uh, that's why I asked him how did the how did the board fare because in in Doctor's story it doesn't fare so well. Yeah, he's on concrete. Um, but <laughs> but when it comes down to it, it's just like don't put your damn leash on so early, you know? <laughs> like, right. Wait till you get down to the water's edge. Well, that's it's
0: funny because like he kind of without even realizing it said that you know like. Now he's at the point where he's jumping off of rocks before he even puts the leash on, you know, it's like as late as possible. Of course, you know, I think before we just go telling people to jump in the ocean without their leash on, you got to have that proficiency to be able to do so and jump over waves that are breaking over rocks. But point being is that now it's to the point where it's like leash on as late as possible. And for most people, that's like, at the water's edge the very next step you take you're getting your feet wet you know you're like yeah you're not walking at all on dry land with a leash on and as soon as you're coming out of the water first thing you do is leash off you know as soon as you're in the clear from any kind of wave any kind of action that's gonna take you out
1: boards down leashes off and then carry on your way yeah those are that's some of the kookiest shit that we see is has to do with the leash so like you guys that that kind of eliminates a, a lot of that time where you can be looking like a serious cook dragging your leash or just the way that you wrap it around your board and all that kind of stuff. And then same thing when, when you're coming in, like clear the shore break and get your leash off. Right. You know, and don't walk all the way up to your towel and your beach setup with the thing <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> through the parking lot. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I, uh, it just made me think actually in the, it, for some reason this is just popping in my head, but I'll never forget it. Do you remember the commentator on the WSL? Damn, I, I forgot his name, but he was kind of a doofy guy, but like Dane Reynolds comes up from his heat and uh, the guy's like, oh, who's, oh, we got Dane Reynolds here. Oh, he's definitely not losing his board. He's still got his leash on. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best surfers in the world. But um, Yes. Uh, You know, what I do really like, though, is the second story he told that's like really not so kooky as much as a teachable moment for us to take advantage of, you know, and the whole topic of what do you do? Like, I had my own questions here in the story, like, well, what do you do when the whole pack is not sitting on the peak is fully a wave breaking up top and you want to go have at it? Would you have to invite people like how do you and he even says, like, I thought they'd see me surfing and come on up. Like, yeah. they didn't want to surf the peak, so you can't either. Like, I, 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 it brought up my own questions, you know.
1: Totally feel feel you on that one and felt for him. Basically, what I came up with is you go up there and you, you get as far away from them, you pick off a wave, you do a couple turns, and you kick out before you even get to the pack. Mm you know like that's one of the things that i can think of because i've gotten into this same story and that's for another time to tell this whole story but like i think we've all gotten into this position you know especially if you're a proficient surfer and you're sitting in a pack and you're seeing unwritten waves just right outside of you um, it just only makes you want to go and make make a little space go go capitalize on the entirety of the wave
0: you know yeah yeah I guess you know that's a good point and you've said that to me before you know just like kick off and and even add a little like go ahead like kind of warning like you're getting off the wave you're not surfing this through the pack but damn it just feels so wrong it feels you know I, I so my takeaway is kind of like I'm gonna pull whoever seems like the best surfer if I can tell who they are and, and try to bring them up with me or something But the thing is, like, a good surfer does not take off down the line of a wave. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny to me. That's a really striking balance, like, an interesting balance that this surfer had enough awareness to be like, hey, it's not your turn. You're back paddling me. But not enough to to go himself to the beginning of the wave. You know, like, what an interesting level this surfer was that he wasn't starting at the peak, but calling off another surfer who was and did it, you know, three times. Because certainly you know, Chris was in the wrong in a sense of doing it over and over again, basically back paddling the pack. But you know, like, yeah, like I said, it's just an interesting, like once in a blue moon situation that that's going to happen. Like nobody is touching the top of the wave, but they're good enough to know that you shouldn't be up there doing this over and over to them. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was uh, definitely a fine balance.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of what was happening on our, on our El Salvador trip. it was, but, but the top of the wave kind of opened up to almost like a a flat beach break area up above the point. So like you really had kind of like your own spot up there to surf and then every once in a while you would get one from there all and then it would hit the point and then reel off and, and it would be like you're com- you're doing a turn the best turn of your wave where everybody's setting up to take off.
0: I think that's easier. That's easier to negotiate though, because if you have a session going on up top, basically a different wave, you know, and then one of them kind of any surfer, well, not any, I guess, but most surfers would recognize like, damn, that's a good wave. It's connecting all the way through, you know what I mean? But like the difference with Chris's story and yours is like, he continued to ride through you know, and pass the pack, basically keeping them off the wave, you know, they're not going to drop in on him. Okay. He's on the wave now, but now he's doing it again. And now he's doing it again. But if you're kind of doing, having your session up top and it's just like most waves are keeping you up there and you're kicking off or finishing your last turn long before you get anywhere near the pack, that occasional wave that comes through is the gem. Like, how could you not surf it through I guess, but but that's the thing about surfing. You get yourself into these tricky situations where, like, this is why so many people or or so many situations happen where people are in fights and they both feel they're right. You know, one guy's like, well, the wave went. Like, how could I not go? And the other guy's like, yeah, but it's my turn.
1: (laughs) Right, right. It is a tough one, peeps. You're going to, you know, if you're a surfer, you're going to get into these sticky situations where there's a little bit of little fog going on there where where it's not a clear-cut right or wrong and you just you know that's the other thing is like sometimes you just got to give your apologies you know and be like yeah I just just kind of own up to it yeah I I thought it was cool for me to go pop up there nobody's nobody's surfing this part of the wave and maybe I got a little overzealous (laughs) and I could have like backed it off a little sooner but
0: I think that's a really valid point is just like use one of the, the greatest tools we have in the animal kingdom. Humans can speak. You know, we, we have like a really um, complex way of communicating and we can say straight up, like, you know, I thought I was doing all right up there. Keep it calm. Keep it cool. Cause a harsh, you know, aggressive word is going to stir someone up real, real good. And, and their you know, logic's going to go away and it's just going to get emotional. So if you can manage to keep that, like, temper down and just speak cool and calm and keep the whole temperature of the situation low you might be able to work through it with them you know Uh, but then as you said worst case scenario you just sorry about that try not to do it again and and hopefully you know they they walk away from that situation and reflect on it a little bit and realize like yeah actually maybe I was wrong too because you know how that happens a lot any reasonable person walks away from a situation and continues thinking about it you know like was I wrong was I right to keep that attitude and and not you know budge from my view should i have and and hopefully maybe come around and be like yeah maybe that was okay for him to do and i should have just moved up the point with him there was no one there yeah. except for that guy and so on and so forth but it, it's it's some it's one of those things and and one of these sports where there is so many gray areas there's so many nuanced like there's not a very black and white every time rule book that we can refer to and say like hey you're in violation of this and that and that's it there's no debating it you know there's there's no case to be made on the other side there often is you know a case there is a way of seeing it the other side and yeah tricky it is tricky and it there's really no answer for me to it there's just like trying to be a good person trying to be that's like kind of one of our criteria whenever we do a good surfer episode what's a good surfer what's a soul surfer Someone who can just be like calm, cool, collected, polite, you know, humble, be willing to say like, okay, next wave's yours, these kinds of things that, that'll make us great surfers and, and enjoy the sport of surfing. Because a lot of people have stories of being soured and kind of getting over surfing because of situations like this. And uh, I don't, you know, it doesn't really get you anywhere good when you're just so emphatic and so rigid about your, your stance you know, and you just fight back and then you really just walk away with a soured session whether you started off feeling
1: 100% right or not. Absolutely. It's all, it's all, we talk about the attitude a lot. I mean, we're, we're out there to get exercise and, you know, do the dance with Mother Ocean and like you, you, can't lose sight of that. You know, when, when things start getting hot and heated and like you, you start being that eggy person in the lineup like you gotta just check your own self and you know a lot of the times there is space enough if you're having a problem with somebody like just and you're not seeing eye to eye just make some space and go surf a different part of the point or the the beach you know um and then maybe you guys do end up seeing a little bit more eye to eye down the line and you can you know you can laugh it off and who knows end up being friends happens often yeah plenty of times it starts off enemies <laughs>
0: right on coach all right this is our uh, our new format we're still working out kinks we're still figuring this out but uh you know i kind of like it it's it's natural it brings a lot of discussion to the table it, you know it, it incorporates the kooky stories whoops, just dropped my computer.
1: <laughs>
0: it incorporates the kooky stories. It, it, it brings teachable moments and opportunities to discuss. I It's kind of wrapping everything up into one style of episode. But um, feel free to write in. We certainly got a lot of opinions on last week's episode, Coach. I forgot to tell you. Uh, oh,
1: right on. Can't wait to hear about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We Because uh, I, I don't know if you heard it yet, but in the intro I said like, oh, we're moving on to strictly kooky stories only. And I didn't say... But we're going to keep doing our style of episodes and putting them, publishing them on the membership site, you know, and uh, right. do a lot of them on the free version. You know, there's all kinds of tiers to our membership site. Anyway, I didn't fill pe- people in on that part. So we got quite a few letters and comments and Instagram messages about, no, don't just go to Kooky Stories. I couldn't listen to only Kooky Stories. and
1: <laughs> Oh, right on. Cool. So, yeah. Well, anyways, thanks, thanks again to... Chris Palmer for sitting down with me uh, and taking some time, being humble and uh, you know, just doing what he always does leading by example. Hell yeah. Thanks Chris. Appreciate it. Check in soon.